literally anything that's up and open. Mm-hmm. But like uh, Halloween stuff is boring, so I'm not gonna. Oh yeah, for I'm sure. Not... I mean, yeah, could have have talked Ooh, about let's like make, let's make this burger look black or this bun right. make it stupid. It's spooky. We put sriracha on it. Yeah, <laughs> However, yo, have you seen these commercials on? Um, I think Popeyes has it. Uh, Megan Thee Stallion, the hottie songs. I see it, man. This is this like, new what the trend fuck is, is, is crazy. Uh, where? Oh, we could talk about. You know what? Let's save it. We'll talk about that real quick. <laughs> uh, I'm still eating my breakfast. I just got. Oh no, yeah. Gym. It's all mm-hmm. good. Yeah, I just again just got back in the house. Dropping a kid. Yeah, I've been hitting, been hitting that gym hard, bro. Well, when I say hard, not you know. I'm hey, trying man. to go harder. <laughs> hard, hard is relative, right? <laughs> if the hard you is going, relative, exactly. You know what I'm saying any any more than not going is hitting it hard, you know. And you can adjust up to harder if that works for you. It's I'm not- mad because like I I got part hey, of my costume. That's kind of cool. But the, but the jumpsuit, like the jumpsuit, is not gonna make it here on time like there's a costume contest at my job and i was trying to pull it together i it's, I, it's a, the, co- the the costume contest is at 11 and i think the thing is gonna get here probably like 12 o'clock bro don't you just have like a black hoodie just fucking be, the, be the i have like a a pink polo so i'm gonna rock that and just you know like be squid game for work but when the thing comes in i'll resubmit but i was trying to oh damn um, I got the Zoom backgrounds for uh for for the Squid Games that I'll rotate through. I'm 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 prepared and ready. <laughs> wow, yeah, fucking crazy. Nah, man, yeah. that's what the the that supply shortage is real, man. Like supply every, shortage. Everything is affected. Like like it's hard. No, it, to really it definitely is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whether it be costumes or chips for your cars, chips chips for um, your cars, food, for anything, anything, man. Good grief. It's it's a different day. Uh Sean, I think we should just get right into it. Yeah. I would play the intro, but like I don't want it to mess up, so we're just gonna go right in, if you don't mind. But yeah, um, so no, there is recording. this show on Hulu. I don't know if you're aware of it. It's by David Chang. Hold on, let me pull it up. Pull it's it called up. The Something Next up. Thing You Eat. So I'm gonna pull it up right here on the screen. Just All give right. me one sec. And this was this is literally just about um hold on, put it on this side. That would that would help, huh? Okay, right here. On this side. So right here, the next thing you eat by David Chang. And he literally just it's almost like video form podcast, but not really, but it's like a like a documentary. And he's talking more about uh, how the industry had been affected uh, during COVID, what's been happening, why we're failing in the industry and how we can like implement changes. And he, the first three episodes is more like he was talking about automation and how that's okay. going to be, I was going to wipe out uh, all the industry, but like at the same time, a lot of the, the, the folks that have invented said automation, they were comparing it to, um, remember back in the eighties or nineties when ATMs first came in. So uh, they were like, Oh man, it's gonna, they're, they're going to be no more tellers. It's just all mm-hmm. ATMs. But in reality, there became more tellers and it just allowed people to access the bank 
even, um, I guess, more efficiently on their end. Oh, if oh, they didn't sure. want to tell herself. So they were comparing it to kind of like that. Like, even though automation will be here, and it, it has already, um, I think there will be more jobs available because you, you will still need human interaction to do said jobs of the, the robot because you, you still have to, you still have to supervise even though it's a robotic kind of, um, aspect of it. There still need to be a human component to check, make sure it's actually happening, blah, 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 or, or not. I don't know. I have no I mean, idea. You, you would hope that, you know, um, implementing automation would mean that the jobs that people need to function around those automations are more specialized and then we could have, you know, like you were mentioning with the banks, more efficiencies or, you know, new products could be generated or, you know, no businesses can kind of spring around or processes can be sprung around because you're kind of moving that workload somewhere else. I mean, that's what I would hope for. That's what I would hope for. I mean, I, I still feel like we, especially when it comes to like the food industry, there's still going to need to be some human interaction at different points, you know? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Like in, in, in the experience in the process. Mm-hmm. Like I am um, like if I'm, if I were to build a restaurant right now and if I can get the automation robot to just do fry station, Meaning I will still load up this stuff. Like I need like an order of fries, whatever the fuck it is, blah, blah, et cetera. And then I just push a button. It will do everything for me that's fry related. So I don't need to physically be there, but it's still doing its thing, working its magic. And then it automatically comes to the window because that's what the end goal is, right? And then I'll finish sure. it. Bro, that's like three people labor right there. Like I don't have to worry about that. However, I will still need said labor on my end. Let, let's say on Expo or on the grill side or even on prep side, which I would highly uh, be, uh, or rather I would I would prefer that to be on the prep side. That way I can still keep on pushing out. I think it would just make my life easier, like straight up. Like I, I think it'd be more efficient on the line side if I can have that. But still, obviously, I will still need the people to do the work um, via prep or via quality control or even well, better sure. hands, like help everywhere else, you know? But if I can limit... Fry is so monotonous, man. It's just you're just watching this stuff. But if I can automate that, it's it'd be a hundred times better for my use. I think okay. works for McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, it works for McDonald's. <laughs> I mean, they already have it, right, Sean? If you remember, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, they have. You know, t- you know, there's still human involvement in that process where like someone is still loading French fries into yeah, yeah, their loading fry French baskets, fries. You know, but you know, they're. You know, they have timers to make sure that their products are, you know, their fry products are made with consistency, you know, Qu- quality aside, you know, uh, they're made with consistency. And, you know, even just the automation in there means that, you know, someone could, a human being working around that process could take their attention elsewhere for the X amount of seconds, X amount of minutes it, it, it takes to cook a round of McDonald's fries and handle another task as opposed to mm-hmm. just standing nearby or using some other method where their attention can still be diverted elsewhere. But maybe the quality, you know, uh, variance would be higher, you know, or yeah. rather the consistency variance would be higher. Yeah, no, that so, like, you know, there's, have, there's, um... you know, there's, there's certainly opera opportunities for. You know, this this methodology, it'd be interesting to see 
how it scales up and down, you know? Um, Because I, I, I mean, I feel like there are all of these automations that we currently exist with that we kind of take for granted in the form of appliances. Yeah, <laughs> you, appliances, You know, exactly. it's just like, uh, yeah, if you're, you know, years ago, if you were mixing something, you would be doing it by hand, right? And now, you know, you've got an assortment of different mixers and attachments and blenders designed to automate, um, you know, or execute these tasks consistently. So it'd be interesting to kind of see, like, you know, what, new products get out you know get get introduced into the into the industry and you know how that allows people to work differently and and, and efficiently and hopefully you know it's not at the expense of you know providing opportunities for people to work in those spaces so that's what david chang was mentioning like he doesn't want the lower the lower tier of the workers to go away, like our porters or dishwashers or prep guys, because then what would happen? Like if that skill base is not there anymore, because that automation is taking over, uh, it'll be a real issue because like now we can't take care of those people. So that's mostly his main concern. It's a really good, not, not, not a read or a podcast, but it's, it's quite a few good episodes. It's like six episodes in right now. I finished episode four, but right here, I just want to show you, Sean, this is one of the, I don't want to say automation, but this is one of kind of said uh, technologies that have surpassed now. So this is from my other restaurant that I I took a photo of. This is Mm -hmm. a pasta machine with timers. That's all it is. So it's set for 120 seconds. You Mm -hmm. put your pasta there. You fucking press that button. That automatically goes down. You don't have to watch it. It will cook for two minutes. Once Once it's done, it makes a little beeping sound. It goes up. And that's it. Right. It makes it makes your life easier. Right. Sure. So th- for automation like that, or if we can if we can get that kind of in the same manner of all aspects of the, the restaurant, like like let's say you're selling shit and it's automated some somehow like that or um, some kind of form of let's say um, if you're putting like it, the ro- I forget what the robot's name is, the, the arm robot that does the fry stuff, if they can also plate. And it automatically goes into the window without you having to touch anything. I think that's more efficient too. You of know? course, of course. And again, you know, just looking at that 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 pasta boiler, you know, it's a perfect example of consistency. You know, mm-hmm. you know, you have 120 seconds from when you drop in your probably freeze dried uh, or you know or par cooked pasta into that um, mm-hmm. into that boiler before it's ready to take on whatever the next phase of the presentation is so like yeah think about how consistent that's gonna be for guests coming into your your, exactly. your restaurants right it's like hopefully mm. you know as long as that machine is working and it's maintained um you know it's a point of failure that you should not have to you know really be concerned with yeah so and i think that's what we're aiming for it's like consistency if I can automate consistency at like the highest level while you're being busy, while everything else is kind of going, I would prefer that over somebody that's messing up all the time. Like you have to, because t- like touch and feel to a person for a cook to teach takes years. It, it, it doesn't go, it doesn't, right. it doesn't um, acquire in a matter of weeks, but yeah. to have automation and for, for somebody, it's like, hey, you watch this for, for 120 seconds. Notice how it's cooked. Notice the texture. 
you're actually teaching that person the the consistency that you want, but in automated form. That way, they don't have to necessarily watch it. And then, obviously, after a while, they're like, "Hey, chef, I know it, it cooked in like two minutes, but it still don't look right." There you go. We we've taught you the skill that we have already that we've honed for years, but it's being automated for you, and you're noticing said procedure. So I think that's where I think that's where um, this uh, technology. Um, should be headed and can be uh, a great asset to um, the newer, let's say, generation of restaurants. Because right now, it's like one of th- one in three restaurants are closed because of COVID. It's quite, so, it's quite insane. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's just it's tough out there. Oh my god, Salute it is to so those tough. Who sur- survived, you know, mm-hmm. able to you know keep their businesses going, and you know are challenged with dealing with the new realities. Yeah. And then he also goes into like the food deliveries. Like it, it, it will be like an asset. It will be like its own thing eventually in like the next 10 years. Like instead of, instead of restaurants having to do deliveries, the actual, um, delivery companies will be restaurants and they, everything has to go through them instead. So that, that's like a, a really big possibility soon, but you'll never know. You know, you, you, we will never know, but all we can do is kind of just wait on it and see. Where obviously it goes, but it's very interesting. It's a it's yeah, a good it's, it's, it's a good interesting. I'm definitely mm-hmm. going to check this out. You know, uh, short sidebar. You know, ever since I stepped out of the kitchen space and kind of moved into a different arena, like it's been hard mm-hmm. for me to like watch um, cooking things. Like I get like <laughs> the itch. You know, and, I get you. Um, I get you. This sounds very interesting, and I'm going to check it out. I will say that, you know, through my daughter, she's been uh, really, really curious with, like, Disney baking shows. <laughs> so, so yeah, like, that's, you know, been another vector for me to kind of, like, you know, see see the goals. That's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a pretty, pretty, pretty interesting. Again, it was completely unprompted, but she's, like, mm. taking a fascination to this. And I'm like, oh, you're pulling me back in, kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's, she's baking. She's doing it. Oh man, oh, it would be awesome if she becomes a pastry chef. That'd be yeah, great. it would be. It would be pretty, pretty cool. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to when she gets a little bit older, so we can kind of experiment mm. in the kitchen a little bit more. Right now, she's, she's yeah. a, you know, my, my little sous chef, and I let her help me uh, season the food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it starts, man. My grandma was just like, "Bitch, you're working with me. I need help." <laughs> That Asian labor, bro, that's real. Man, they don't they don't mess around. Get in there. Like okay, you're just standing there. You're fucking helping me today. What were what were some of the the first things that she had you do to to help out? Eggs. Eggs. In the morning. So for breakfast, um, I don't think I've told you this, Sean. We had we had a total of fourteen people in the house. So my mom, my uncle, my other uncle, and then at the like the last bit of it, my aunt before she moved here to the States. We were all in the same house. So my youngest uncle's family, Tim and his wife, uh, my uncle, he has, he has another house, but obviously he would come over because of the food. Sure. <laughs> it's hey. him, his wife, my two cousins, literally over at all times, my family, it was just my mother uh, and I and um, her husband, and then my grandma, my grandfather, and then our, our nanny, our living nanny. And this is like a, this is pretty standard for any household. We have like, our, our living nanny is like pretty much family. Okay. And uh, shout out Tita Bashan. She's been with us. Oh, God, she raised she raised my grandmother's kids. So my mom, since she was like young. And then she took over 
raised me and my brother and my cousin. So I think she's still with him in the Philippines. So shout out to our other family member that we don't really, uh, not, not officially blood, but she's definitely blood. She's been with us yeah. for, for such a damn long time, man. So that's, that's shout who everybody needs to get fed in the mm. morning. And my grandmother's always like, I need you to crack eggs. I need you to put the eggs into the wok. I need you to just stir it. I don't care how bad you do it, but just learn. That's how I started. And then wow. now she's like, now add the rice. I'm like, what? And then she's like, she started. And then she's like, here's the veggies. Throw it in there. That that's literally I did that for, I don't know, two three years. And then eventually I, I got better at it. Blah blah. And she's like, oh my god, you can do breakfast now. Blah, blah. I was like, try she lunch. You to a new station. <laughs> <laughs> you made that's your way off fry, son. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you're good on breakfast. Let's get you lunch. Lunch is a little different. There's fish. You got to fry the fish. Uh, there's meats. You got to cut it. You gotta, and, my, and my grandmother was a butcher. That's how I learned um, like the cutting techniques and the stuff for her. But in meat, though, and for like veggies, she don't give a shit. She's just like, pa, 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 out into the fucking, into the fucking walk. You saute it, out it goes. That's all she wanted because there's no time. There literally is no time. You have to feed all these people. Um, but yeah, man, it was... It's interesting, uh, just kind of looking back how I, how I kind of wanted to be a cook all these years. Still, you know, for my grandma. So shout out to grandma. Um, but yeah, bro, it's, it's been a crazy couple weeks. We got crazy rain too. How, how'd you guys fare in the rain? We did all right. I mean, it, it did rain a lot. Um, obviously, it, it wasn't as bad as the last storm that came through. And it's funny. I was mm-hmm. just thinking, I was like, man, we're going to have a storm. We're going to have a pod every time there's a big storm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, nah, you know, um, a few uh, clogged uh, sewers, drains oh, here not- and there. But for the most part, it seems like, you know, my neighborhood did all right. Yeah. I was scared. I was like, nope, I'm not going out. I'm not doing it. Nope. I just, I just had my car almost totaled. For fucking flood damage. We're not doing it today. Nope. Not going. I have been looking into new cars, though, Sean. I think I mentioned this to you. Yeah, yeah. You're talking about I, um, it. I want a fucking station wagon. That's what it is. <laughs> hey, station wagon game. I really do, man. Like, you remember when the actual station wagons were a thing, like, back then? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I, I just I just like the space. It's really, it's really comfortable. It's nice. It feels great. I've driven an Outback. Uh, ever since I've driven a Forester, also I'm sticking with Subaru, um, okay. and I like the Outback better. The, the Forester it was too, it felt like an ex, like an SUV because it is. Yeah, I it's mean, yeah, it's a bit higher up. Yeah, the center yeah, gravity yeah. is a little different. It felt I feel like weird it's driving not as long as the. Yeah, yeah, no, but like, you know how you turn and you feel like you're gonna tilt. Mm-hmm. Like I know you're, I, I know yeah. it's not gonna tilt, but like it feels like it's gonna tilt because I'm so tall. But I guess that's the first time I've driven it like an SUV. Like I've never had to drive mm-hmm. like uh, anything yeah, of that kind of moving manner. From, yeah, a, a, a car that's planted lower to the ground to an SUV, uh, you know, at least for the first couple of times you drive it, it, it does feel weird. No, it feels but, super weird because like my legacy is like low and then wide. Mm-hmm. So when you turn, it hugs the ground like it feels really good. Like I, I, I feel so much control on it. But then the Forester, I'm just like, uh <laughs> It's gonna tip over any kind of like fucking like high wind. I'm like, yep, there he goes. Out <laughs> it, I, I'm fucking dead. Like it's just like that. However, the Outback though, smaller and if it's the same width as like a Legacy, right? So when you're turning, if it, it feels like you're the same car, but obviously a little, just a slightly yeah, taller, and then even wider space in the back. Yeah, you can see that like the Legacy and the Outback definitely share 
um, the same platform and heritage. And if I'm not mistaken, like the Forester is like a slightly taller and slightly wider Impreza. Like it's based on mm-hmm. it's based on those underpinnings and you know yeah. the the subtleties that come along with that. But I could definitely mm-hmm. see you in in an Outback. I, I yeah, definitely yeah. see you. Yeah. I've been and, researching too, so like, there's the Mazda. Was it CX six? Right, the same kind of mid tier SUV ish. That's the same as the Outback. Yeah. Uh, there's the Honda CRV. CRV, I think. Yeah, uh, you know, I, yeah. I can give a give a shout out to CRV. Definitely has some um, great experiences in the Honda mm-hmm. CRV line. I would like to at least drive it. That way, I can just kind of yeah. feel it, which I will eventually. But right now, obviously, I've been. Uh, queuing up some specs, uh, pricing it out. Um, and then I've also just recently, not yesterday, but a day, yeah, a Monday, Sean, I don't know if you've ever had to plug in your car's value into like a Kelly Blue Book or like a, yeah, like a Hudson. For sure. I've done it from time to time. Like an Edward, Edmonds rather, um, mm-hmm. just to see how much it'll cost, like for a trade-in yeah. or whatever, how much I can sell it. Uh, for right now, because I'm the single owner of this legacy, it's in great condition. There's mm-hmm. only like one scratch in the back, which I didn't do because we, we just live in a, or rather, we used to work in the fucking mall. People would just scratch you up no matter what. For sure, um, man. It cracks up to about just seventy five hundred. If I were to sell yeah, it as is, you know, it's it's a interesting time because again, like the global shortage affects everything. So there yeah. is a premium on availability of new and used cars. And what that means yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. your trading is going to appraise for a little bit more than it would have under normal circumstances. Mm-hmm. But also, you'll be shopping in a market where it's going to be a bit more competitive and prices are going to be a yeah. little bit harder to negotiate. Mm-hmm. And then depending on the model of car you're looking at, you know, <laughs> the dealers might be charging a significant premium over the sticker price. Yeah. Which is that's what, he, that's really what they were crazy. saying, they were mentioning. And even if I were to, because I, I, obviously I don't want to. I don't want to do used or even a pre-owned because like it's going to be the same price anyway. I'd rather just get a brand new. And but the only uh, bad thing about it is it's going to take 12 to 14 weeks if I were to order right. something from the and, factory itself because of that's exactly you know, it too. Ship right. shortage. Right. Yeah. Supply, supply chain is long. So you will be mm-hmm. waiting, waiting, waiting. And, you know, I, it's an interesting circumstance and, and maybe you can enlighten me. So if in 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 that case. Would it be you would be trading in your car to get this thing that is going to come in 14, 12 to 14 weeks? So once pen gets to paper and money is exchanged, you're without a vehicle until that new one shows up. Because yeah. I would assume you'd have to. <laughs> they're not going to just let yeah. you go home with your existing car and be like, hey, man, it's cool. Should be fine nah, in 14 no, no. weeks. Right. Anything could happen. So, you know, exactly. Obviously, uh, things to consider. But yeah, man, shout out to you. I mean, I, I, I'm a, anyone who knows me knows that I'm a big, big fan of station wagons. Uh, mm. I think they are cool because they have the space and functionality of an SUV with mm. generally the um, driving uh, dynamics and um, fuel efficiency of a similarly sized car. And I yeah. think that uh, m- most people would probably be better served by those than having suvs but you know suvs are all of the, the you know they're they're all a rage and yeah, they really um, are. you know the perception is that suvs are safer so people 
buy SUVs, and because there are more SUVs, no. everyone buys SUVs. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, but the is station it though? Wagon is, like, I, I bro, mean, you're spending not, like necess- another not necessarily. Grand, it's you know, like, like it's crazy. you know, not necessarily. I mean, cars are inherently safer than they've ever been, but you know, you do have to contend with again. You're in a vehicle with a slightly higher. Um, center of gravity and you know in an accident that plays a factor you know a little less so than it would in something that's a little bit lower to the ground and um you know lower and it's going to provide a significantly more contact to the to the pavement and better driving dynamics so i would say for sure you know um if i were looking to get a new car i would definitely consider a of of a a station, a station wagon. wagon. I don't know if my wife would be with it. <laughs> no, I mean like, but but I but I yeah, you know, if I if I were a single guy looking at a car, mm-hmm. you know, I I would definitely consider a station wagon. I think she'd get around. So I think we'd be we'd be would be just fine if he she would to I mean, we actually have, experience we have because SUV, so it's like we don't. No, no, no I know you have an SUV, but yeah, but like which is fine. Yeah, I, I I always thought that station wagons are cool and they are not in vogue. So I have the actual quote from Subaru here, Sean, after we kind of went over mm-hmm. what's like what I would like. So it's going to be the base model premium Outback. Okay. Starts at 29000 right? Yeah. And I, I don't want any additions. Literally just the base model. Except for literally the only thing, my only gripe after like driving several other rental, rentals, after my car has been in the shop for so long, the fucking the mirror, the rear view mirror. If it doesn't have that auto dimming feature, I don't fucking want it. I oh. really don't. Sean, <laughs> this this motion that you have to fucking because yeah. you can't see fucking like the the the, 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 glare, the lights yeah. hitting you in the back. I'm like, what the fuck is this? I've never had to experience it, Sean, because my my car fucking has it. I was Yo, like, why it, why the fuck I, I, is this go like that? I, I love oh, I love so your passion insane. for this feature, man. Like it's funny, like everyone <laughs> everyone has their non negotiables, and auto dimming yeah, yeah, yeah. mirrors is just that. Just not that. something that I would have thought I would have heard, but I understand <laughs> why it would just the auto dimming. <laughs> it's you know, it's already hard so, enough to drive so with aggy. glasses at for night, sure. Sean. You know what I mean? And so I've driven I've driven a Honda, I think Accord for a rental. Hated it. It was horrible. Hyundai, Hyundai Elantra. Elantra. Okay. I, the most fucking annoying car ever. The, the way the front slants, you can't see on the right. And then obviously no auto dimming mirror. And then I also driven a, uh, a Toyota Corolla 2019, I think. Okay. Amazing. Amazing. Okay. But again, no auto dimming. Like, what the fuck is happening? I mean, it's also too. I mean, if you're driving, generally when you drive in a rental, they're not going to give you, they're going to give you the base tier model. So it's, you know, and but those still, are features that, that should be like upcharged for. So they're not going to be there. So that should be but it's there, funny. Again, I, it's, it is hilarious. <laughs> like that that was the feature that would stick to, you know, you, you that's all I want. Be a stickler I don't for. care about anything else. I don't care for whatever the fuck. Harmon Kardon speakers or whatever the fuck, uh, Bose yeah. speakers. I don't give a shit. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, if it's powered, powered seats, I don't give a shit. I really don't. I just want to be able to see and not get glared at when I'm driving the car at night. Well, you right? gotta, you, again, you know, check your, check your dealer packages and see if it's <laughs> more cost effective to move up a tier, you know, in terms of like car uh, package or just get it factory installed. But that is, you know so what? The, makes, it makes, makes sense, right? And that the, is uh, a, the auto dimming compass mirror is two hundred and forty five bucks. So that's okay. the only extra that I'm paying. Sure, okay. That's it. Everything else is base model. 
Mm-hmm. Obviously, taxes too. You have to. Yeah. You put that through. Uh, after all said and done, thirty-two thousand six hundred and forty-five dollars and ninety-two cents mm-hmm. is the total. Obviously, after the trade-in, but I'm not gonna go through a Subaru trade-in. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with whoever can give me the better price. I think my average right now for my car is seventy-five hundred bucks. Okay. So if I can get seventy-five hundred after that, and then obviously I will finance it uh, through Subaru because they're they have a pretty damn good financing deal, zero uh, percent APR, or some shit for like seventy-two months. Or some crap, which is amazing. Um, I don't think my bank can even top that. Anyway, needless yeah. to say, I would be paying like three hundred fifty, three fifty to like four hundred bucks a month uh, for the car after you know uh, all said and done. But that's I'm not there yet. Mm-hmm. I, obviously, I'm still shopping around. I want to drive the Toyota Rav Rav Four. Is the other one that's competing? Yeah, Rav Four is there. Midsize or yeah, midsize like, sedan. Uh, uh, midsize SUV, SUV rather. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that is the uh, that's my look now. I'm kind of shopping around. St- I want the four wheel drive because I'm so used to it. I no weather will stop it no matter what. Auto dimming mirror must. <laughs> I don't care for anything else. Auto really dimming don't. mirrors. That's what you need. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so okay, Caitlin. man. I'm I'm not mad at you. Like you know, everyone has their non negotiables. When we were car shopping before, like my wife was like, "Yeah, it needs to have a sunroof and leather seats. Like it has to." Oh wow. Okay. Like, it, the car like it. Has to have this. If it does not, mm. we're walking. She away. don't want it. Has to. <laughs> Has to. And why, to me, it's like those that? are features that, like, that? I was just like, yeah, nah, man. You know, I find cars with leather seats. They get hot and sticky in the summer. Really hot and sticky. That's what I have. While they're while it's they gross. are aesthetically cool, it's annoying to have this green when it's open. It's like it's either got to be open all the way so that like air comes in from the top, but then you get wind noise, or if it's like open with the shade removed then you just have all this extra heat that is being piped into your car from like the natural sunlight it's you, you know it's like but whatever it doesn't matter because like those are her that's non-negotiables right that's it. what she wanted and and you know what whatever you know if you're gonna pay for an experience you you want what you want and if you can get it you get it so man go get your auto dimming mirror man like it makes <laughs> sense just, like I just want auto dimming man. It, it, it makes it's sense. so frustrating. You know, again, for me, <clears throat> in my next car, I would definitely be looking for uh, something in a particular horsepower range, and definitely with a V six, like for sure, or you some have a like turbo right now? four, depending on you know the particular car. I'm not looking. I'm not looking for a car, but I'm just saying like, that you, those are you. things that would be non negotiables for me. Got it. Got it. You, you know? want more pep. Your, yeah, your especially because I, I would assume it. if we were getting another car, it would not be the main car. It would be something to be fun or supplemental. So I would got want you, got a, you, got you know, got you. a different yeah, experience yeah. than the 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 people hauler that we have. And it would I not did necessarily re- need leather seats. <laughs> <laughs> I did realize the uh, the the Hyundai though that was mm-hmm. a V six turbo when I was driving. Okay, it. yeah, so. When I not floored it, but you know, in the highway when you're getting through, I'm like, oh, this has yeah. some step. Like yeah, it really it can does. Pick up a bit, and it's nice. That I was like, okay, I understand why people would like this now because obviously mm-hmm. more man- maneuverability. I get it, but I'm used to my four cylinder, almost turbo, like a Primo on my my Subaru, which yeah. is fine enough. If I want the pep, obvious sport mode, and I use the paddles, I get the mm-hmm. same efficiency. But like now it, it goes to like 22 miles a gallon instead sure. of the 32 on the highway if I were right. to do that. I get it. I totally get it. Is it necessary for me? No, I don't really care. I want it reliable. 
auto dimming mirrors. <laughs> uh, we review a mirror. That's all hey, I want. Man. <laughs> Everything else can go. Oh my goodness! That's, that's, but yeah, that's car shopping. Car shopping. Not not too many, um, many things. Because um, glasses. So I, this is the glasses. If I didn't wear, I bet you, if I didn't have glasses, it wouldn't be so uh, like that big of a deal. I really not, don't think so. I mean, it's certainly that, but also you got to contend with the fact that, you know, um, there are more cars on the road with like um, high intensity HID lights and, okay. you know, those LED lights. And when they hit your mirror, they're going to glare significantly yeah, different really than is, like pretty the bad, old, um, older incandescent bulbs would. And also, if you were in a car, right, as opposed to an SUV, the angle at which those lights are hitting yeah, your yeah, it mirror you like is right different. There. It's hitting. It's like it's literally hitting you different. So you know it that's going to affect face. why you might want auto dimming mirrors, <laughs> or or at the or I guess as a I don't say as a consolation, maybe like a a slightly factory tinted window, you know, back window. Uh, yeah. I guess, but you know, I, but I, I, I think not, I have that too on my legacy. Right. It's like slightly right. down. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah, not a thing about it. But yeah, you know, yeah, and that's yeah, generally yeah. something that you do not get on like the base level of a car as an option. They usually don't mm-hmm. tint that back window. But hey, I man, actually found out cars and upselling, man, <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is amazing. It's real. Right? It's yeah, real, I'll, man. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. I just I'll found out. I just found out my my legacy was actually a primo version. I did not know. Mm-hmm. I, I read the other stuff on it. It's the because so, so there's base, there's limited, and there's premium, mm-hmm. and then there's the XT models, right? I'm yeah. on the premium legacy. I I didn't know. I thought my mother just bought this as the base model. Now now it explains the auto dimming mirror, like the fucking sure. power seats. I have I have a, a a roof. I thought this was all base. It's Again, not. This is these are the things primo that they can, shit. You know. Bundle yeah. together and then upcharge a couple of thousand here or there, you know. And for, mm-hmm. you know, for some folks, they gonna take advantage of it. It's, it's worth to have to have that elevated experience. But you know, gotta you gotta work with what you, what you need. And I think well, for what the you most need, part, people just need those auto dimming. I'm, I'm a mirrors. simple man. <laughs> I'm a simple man. I just want auto dimming. Hey man, you want to be able to see when you drive on the street. Hey, that makes sense. For real. It just makes sense. For real and. I don't know if you've driven an Outback, Sean. It feels it feels great. Like um, as a you're I, fairly tall. You're you're a little taller than I am. It would feel good on you, like when you're driving. Yeah, I've I've never and, driven one. Like my mom has a Forester. My aunt mm-hmm. has an Outback. I'm sitting in the you know the driver or the the passenger side. So yeah, it's got decent head clearance height. and a good seating it's position. Got height. I've driven a Forester and it felt way too big. Like I'm like, what the fuck? You, you look around, <laughs> I, it feels like the back side on your passenger side. Sure, it's like it's so it's so wide. It, again, it felt weird. Obviously, you get used uh, to it. I, if you, yeah, if you were to do, do it, get you used would to it. get you get used to it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's but how I feel would it like, be a good use to it though, Sean? Like I don't know, man. I'm just like, I mean, it's you, you just good. do like you know we went from a Civic to a Nissan Rogue and. Even when I like get back into the Civic, like I feel not not that I feel constrained, but like it like hugs me different because the car is yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. smaller. Yeah, the, yeah. the seat is designed to do that, like to kind of bolster you as opposed to the other car, which is not designed for a sport like sporting characteristics at all. Mm-hmm. And you got well, your your Honda was also a coupe. It was a yeah, two door, right? So yeah, you're it's like, a two door. 
Yeah. Oh, man. Shout mm. out to that coop. That coop is you everywhere, coop. man. This is not you still have it? it deserves. I do. If I oh, need okay. to take it out, I need to take it out on, on Friday. <laughs> I have to give us some miles on that car. I'm not, no, I'm not buying another battery for that car. So I need to like no, take no, it out and drive you. it and uh, give it, give it, it, highway give it some, some love. Yeah, get it on the highway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Open her up. Get the, Hopefully it's a get the nice engine day. going. Yeah, I and take it to the shop just to get a nice tune up. So it'll be good for the next couple months. Well, I know you have work because it's almost yeah, there. Yeah. I don't want to keep you too long. However, Sean, um, for Halloween, I know you're, you're trying to be the Squid Games. Can you can you guess what I'll be for Halloween? How working? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for jabbing that night. Hey, man. Right it's, deep it's, in there. It's it's all love. It's all love. Again, man. I'm I'm gonna enjoy walking I'll around this working. pumpkin patch, and I'm gonna do it for you, brother. I'm gonna do it for okay, you. Okay, okay. I'm gonna do it for that's everyone it. who's on Fry Station. <laughs> try to figure out how long oh those, those fries need to come up. You know, it's a good no. thing we don't actually have fries in a restaurant. I would mm. I would just lose my shit. I'm just like, can we just stop with the fries? Um. But yet, since it's fine dining, it's, it's, there's nothing, yeah. you know, fries or sandwiches. But anyway, uh, I I will be wearing a hat, uh, a white oh. man a hat. Hey, like, you know, the little. I, I I don't know if I can find a button up, but like be like one of those old burger joints, you know, with mm-hmm. the little yeah, um, with the little, paper hat. Paper. Yeah, yeah, a little paper hat. That's it. Nothing fancy, nothing crazy. That way, when they say like, "What the fuck." Burger guy didn't have Thank you. Man, Thank you, you just you just gave me a throwback. So when I was in culinary school, you know, before we finished and got our um Buffon style chef hats, we mm-hmm. had the little paper hats. Yeah, the paper and, hats. And you know, at the start of every class, like we would like write little notes on the inside or on the outside. And then we'd also like write little notes on our like plastic tasting spoons. Ah <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. man, good times. Good times. Throwback. Yeah. yeah, it's it's annoying to wear the hat, especially if you sweat a lot, like I do on my forehead. Oh, um, yeah. it will it will be wrecked in like a matter of minutes. But I think it's you know just just for like half the service, and then I'll take it off. It's fine. Hey man, <laughs> shout out to to white to white manna in their burgers. Yeah, man. a Jersey Word. institution. Very still there. Um, only open three days now though, because you know oh. obviously pandemic. Mm. But they're still they're still pumping hey, out, man. Keep it going, keep it going. Yeah. Hopefully they'll be around for 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 better days. Mm-hmm. All right, nine crazy everybody. Just kind of go to our social. You can find all our stuff on YouTube right. at uh, Chef Salty Pork Podcast. If you have any questions, yes, yes. emails or whatever at Chef Salty on Gmail. But you can hit up Sean right now on Twitter at MetroCardX. Other than that, That's though, true. for everybody else, yeah, peace out. Internet.